Good morning, good morning, good morning. It's 8.35, it's the 23rd of February. February is nearly done. Pancake day, done. Valentine's day, done. But it's Thursday morning. It can mean only one thing. You may be on Facebook, you may be on YouTube, you may be on Spotify catching up. Whichever way you get your podcast, you are very welcome to be at House of Property. Um, episode 8. Now, I know you'd love me to be doing this on my own, but I can't. I have to have my co-host with me, um, Katie the Grifter Griffin. Grifter, good morning, good morning, good morning. How the devil are you? Rate your week. Oh, good morning, Martin. Thank you for that outstanding introduction. I didn't know whether I was actually going to get a, a mention or not at that point. Uh, right, rate my week. Uh, I'm going to go seven this week, so Ooh. a little bit lower, but only because... There's lots of demands on my time at the moment. Mm. Um, uh, buyers, yeah. So uh, applicants, buyers are just becoming a bit more demanding at the moment. And when I say that, what I mean is late night texts, uh, emails, um, just asking a lot more information or you know, around the house about amenities about things that are going on and I know some people go oh don't check your emails don't do this but actually that is the service that you and I both offer isn't it a bespoke yes. you know personal touch and you have to respond to these things I did make the fatal mistake on Monday evening after going to best and final bids on a property of checking my emails before I went to bed um, to find Lots and lots of emails from people who'd offered, and I oh, and I had a very sleepless night. But and then you said um, sleep, yes, and that's a big yeah. problem, isn't it? That is a big yeah. issue. So actually, this goes back to the remember there's an agent that we like very much, and we admire very much from Sydney in Australia, Lisa Novak. Yes, and Lisa Novak has on her marketing strap line that she will answer the phone 24 hours a day. And somebody very drunk rang her at one in the morning, walking past a board, and it might have been one o'clock, but you get the idea. And she answered the phone and had a conversation with them. And this went viral, and it got on the news and everything. And so um, you never know. It might be worth doing those text messages at 11 o'clock at it night. Is. Back to you, bye. But um, on the flip side, you can't burn out, darling, can you? You know, so actually... No. Reading your emails just before you go to bed is a bad thing. Um, mm -hmm. And actually, something I'd like to talk about today is one of the things that I've adopted as I have become more busy over the last few weeks is yeah. um, the jobs to-do list. Writing everything down before I go to sleep or at the end of the day, working day, so that I don't think about it at three in the morning. Maybe we can talk yeah. about that in a bit. But I want to just talk about the market. Yeah. Um, interesting you say buyers are getting more demanding. Um, yeah. My... my um, pricey the market at this moment in time is actually stock is fairly plentiful you yep. need the stock to be able to sell if you haven't got the stock mm -hmm. then you're not in the game but actually yeah. compared to the past three years stock isn't the issue so stock coming to the market is okay actually because of that fees aren't bad some of these yeah. very cheap agents are sort of continuing to be cheap but those of them that were fearful and just undercutting maybe a little yeah. bit more that's not too bad. Um, viewings are okay. You've had some incredible viewings months, right? Um, yeah, yeah. Phenomenal, phenomenal viewings. A lot more viewings, though, to agreeing a sale or getting an offer in. And do you think that is the statistic that actually determines what the market's doing? I think that's a key indicator to how yeah. the market is changing um, and transitioning. Is How many viewings is it taking you to get a sale? Not on an individual property, but on your register. So if you're arranging... 100 viewings in a month and you've got 10 sales out of that it's 10 to 1 whatever yeah. else it may be 150 Did you want viewings mine? 
Do you know what my yeah. stats? Well, I don't know what yours is, to be fair. So my, mine is 23 viewings, yeah, to wow. agreeing a sale. And that's kind of almost doubled, yeah? Yes, well, that would be, because I would say that for most agents during the COVID boom, it was perhaps 8 to 10. Um, yeah. yeah. And even though there was lots of viewings taking place per property and, and buyers were racing to view everything, there was more sales around. So therefore yeah. the viewings to sales ratio was smaller. So that's more than that's more than double, which just shows yeah, you an definitely. indication of the market. Yeah. And then you have to manage everyone's expectations, don't you? So yes, that's yeah. that's the challenge. That's the, 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 the huge challenge. So rate your week. Yeah, my week's been a good week. Um, I'm going to go eight and a half. Eight and a half has been good. Mm. I mean, but good things challenges, doesn't it? You know, stock are plentiful, which is great. Um, and some really exciting work stuff going on at the moment, which is brilliant. So I'm pleased by that. Um, I'm now three weeks into the launch, proper full launch of um, my little estate agency business. And um, it's gone a bit crackers. So we're already back to those things that we haven't done for a while, like recruitment and things like <laughs> that. Um, already already that's amazing already so um really pleased very exciting it's good um, but that brings its challenges as well so it's okay it's so so you're looking at recruiting i found mm. that what some of my team really like is a really good coffee okay so have you got a coffee machine in your office so two things i have a coffee machine in my office in fact, you were in my office last week. I didn't make oh, you a I cup see. of coffee. No. Um, but there is a coffee machine in the office. And also, very good, two very good cafeterias. That's an old word, isn't it? No, cafes. Cafes. Uh, cafes, cafes. Round, the, um, round the corner. Um, one which brings coffee in a cup and saucer for me. Yes, and with a nice little macaroon, isn't it? With a side, nice little macaroon on the side. Yeah. There's yeah. the thing. That's the thing. So what's the difference? Where is customer service? So how that originally started was I went over and said, please can I have a black Americano? Presumably, presuming, presumably, new words, presuming that I'd go back to my office with a takeaway cup. Mm. Um, the response was, no problem at all. Pay for it now. Would you like it in a, in a proper cup? And I'll bring it over to you. Oh, so there's the difference, customer. isn't it? That's customer. the tiny noticeable things between what you mm -hmm. expect and what you achieve. What's the difference between agent A and agent B? That's okay. the difference, isn't it? But I didn't want you to go off on a tangent here, which you've clearly done, because I wanted to Always. bring you back to the coffee, because did you know, okay, just to zhuzh it up with your coffee, that Starbucks, and I just don't get this, are launching olive oil coffee drinks. I am not sure how that is going to work, okay? So basically what they've said is that olive oil has an unexpected velvety, buttery flavour, enhancing the coffee and making sure that it lingers beautifully on the palate. I think that sounds utterly disgusting. Uh, well, actually, my, it means that my grandfather, bless him, um, was a trendsetter because he used to put a spoonful of butter in his coffee, which I always thought was absolutely terrific. Yeah. But what? he said it made it rich and silky and nice. Um, oh, and maybe Lord he was dear. a trendsetter. And now, only now, are Starbucks getting on with it? it <laughs> so you different. heard it here first. You heard it here first. <laughs> absolutely. As usual. Now, you mentioned about timing and planning and to-do lists. And I just wanted to mm. pick up on a, on a LinkedIn article, which has just made me chuckle like mad. And this is Amanda O'Brien um, has put down on her um, on her LinkedIn page. And I'm just desperately trying to find the, the right bit. But basically what she's put is um, sometimes 
Uh, after I've completed a task that wasn't on my to-do list, I add it to my list and cross it off immediately. And it just made me laugh so much because she just said, it makes me feel so productive. And she's had so much traction about this. That obviously, I had to, I had to <coughs> actually, I do the same as well because I have a long to-do list. And I go, oh, I've done that. I'll add it on. And then it's the it's the satisfaction of ticking it off straight away. And you've been doing to, to-do lists, haven't you? You've been doing lots Look, of to-do lists. On a serious note, to-do lists was something. So I think there's two ways of really making sure you organise yourself. To-do lists or scheduling out of time. I've always found to-do lists overwhelming. So you look at all these to-dos and you think, oh, my word, this looks... And they almost manana it, put it to the back of the pile because it's such an over... It's such an intimidating thing. However, so therefore, I always used to schedule out time. So I take a task and there's half an hour. Take a task, there's an hour. Take a task and there's another hour. And I'd break it down in that way to make sure that tasks were done. And I'd use my diary to do that. However, I have just been, uh, in the last four weeks, I've switched to jobs to do list. And this is a game changer. I know it's basic, but oh my word, just to brain dump everything down. And then actually, then you get, and I've been researching this because I'm a bit sad like that. I've been researching this (laughs) on how you can then put the bigger tasks into um, different months that you're going to attack these things and break them down further. And it's sort of scheduling and jobs to do lists. I've been really, really good. And it helps you sleep because it does does, stop you wake up at three in the night. Yeah, three three in the morning. morning. (laughs) Um, It's a brain dump. Now, do you like the pen and paper? Do you like the Remarkable? Or do you like an app? How do you do your to-do list? How do you get that out? So I have been... So I use a mixture of the two. On my to-do list of jobs that I need to work through, um, pen and paper, very old-fashioned, pen and paper. But however... I have been using the Reminders app on your iPhone, which is You're just welcome. awesome. You're welcome. So thank you, which is brilliant. <laughs> so, you know, when you want, you know, you've got to ring somebody later, but you've got to go out and do a couple of appointments. Yeah. Set an alarm so that it reminds you at that point. The Reminders app on um, iPhone is a game changer again. Awesome. It's really Absolutely good. Absolutely awesome. Um, like very, very good. You mentioned Amanda O'Brien um, yeah. as an um, and I like Amanda very much. She's an industry legend. Talking of other industry legend, um, if you want to have a bit of a visual mind, what do you call a whale without undies? I don't know. What do you call a whale without undies? <laughs> a free willy. <laughs> I was going to put a bit of a penis, but no, free willy. Free willy. <laughs> I like it. That's a good dad joke. It's Early a good dad, dad joke. joke. Early like dad joke. Mine not like the only it. one today. I've had some good ones sent to me. Now, we were, obviously, title of the show, we were just having a bit of a chat about it last week and again today. And as everyone knows, it's totally unscripted. Uh, mm, but we like a bit of a laugh, don't we, don't we, on the show? And we were talking <laughs> about estate agency jargon last week and how we were going to talk through about things that estate agents do. Now, Julian O'Dell puts this on his um, social media posts and LinkedIn, and it just mm. makes me laugh my head off. So we thought we would pull in some that aren't necessarily talked about that much, but also... Things that we say as estate agents, which the general public always go, what what does that mean? So I'm going to go, first of all, is proceedable position. Okay. What a load of BS that is it. Are you, so can you imagine, and I hear estate agents do this all the time. Can you imagine being somebody who rings up and says, I'd like to view that house. And I've not bought a house the last 10 years. I'd like to view that house. I love the garden. I've walked past it for years. And the first question you get asked by is, are you proceedable? 
What the hell does that mean? You go, no, I'm sat down. I'm on the phone to you. Sounds like some medical concern, doesn't it? Are you Um, proceedable? What a load of beer. The other one that drives me nuts, and I've purposely banned this, and I I hate this, is um, a vendor or a vendor. You know what I mean? I feel like that's a hot dog stall outside Buckingham Palace selling some. Yeah, you know, he's, he's a hot dog vendor. You know what I mean? Not the person putting a house on the market. Why don't we be really revolutionary and call them sellers? So, would you with, say with that we S, need to change? Yeah. So, are you saying so we need to be sellers? We need to be buyers. We need to be landlords and we need to be renters or do we need to have yes. a more exciting word for landlord because again we have touched on it at the previous show haven't we, about what, what, what you we call can... landlords best thing to call landlords at the moment is poor so okay quick question what is the difference okay in a state agency between under offer sale agreed and sold stc oh this confused what is it I mean, I don't know, and I don't know anything about anything other than a state agency for the last 25 years. And so what the hell is Joe Public supposed to know? Sold STC. Does that mean I can put an offer in or not? Under offer, does that mean I can put an offer in or not? You know what I mean? Can I go and view that house? It says it's got an offer on it. It's like, let's be honest, it's going to say that for the next four months because you can't get a deal through for love and money at the minute. So it's sort of... Holy so smoke. What, are what about what about no chain? Is that there is no sex dungeon in that property? I mean, why do we put no chain? <laughs> I was gonna turn around and say there's a toilet that wouldn't flush, but you're going straight for the sex dungeon. <laughs> it's just it's it's unnecessary lingo, isn't it? That all the jargon that we're using, and we haven't even touched on brochures and stuff. I, I'm a, I put my hands up and I put always in my descriptions when it's a kitchen. I always go, and it's a kitchen fitted with a range of floor and wall mounted cupboards. No yeah, shit, no Sherlock, shit, it's a kitchen. Yeah, exactly, yeah. of course it is. And, and, and enjoys a tile splashback. <laughs> so we just need to cut it out. So what caused it? What caused it? Do you know what I think it caused it? Bloody idleness. Nothing other than bloody idleness. It's just, I mean, and a more polite way of that is to say it's habits, isn't it? I suppose we've it's always habits. done that. And I suppose to a certain extent, we found this last week, didn't we? We, for the first time in a long yeah. time, did a house of property live, sat in the same room next to each other. Yeah. And we often finish this podcast and we're quite critical of it and, and we'll say, this was good or this could have done better or I enjoyed that or what. Yeah. And we got off of last week's and we just, although we've had some lovely really feedback, good. really lovely feedback, mm. it was like kind of, oh, did it quite have the really buzz cool. of the spark that we normally have? It's yeah. like kind of good. Um, so we tried it and we think this is far better. So actually yeah. hats off to Holly and Phil and Anton Deck and Ed and Susanna for being able to do that next to each other on a sofa every week, every day, because it's very, very tricky. But, I would suggest if they had the chance to do a house of property, they would struggle. They um, wouldn't be challenged. They wouldn't be as good as ever. They? they wouldn't be as good as So not. doing new things and breaking habits is quite tricky. Um, discerning purchaser. Talk. That was what I was just oh. going to say. Discerning purchaser. That's it. Well, we've got a lot, haven't we? We've got deceptively spacious, i.e. Mm. it's, you know, I mean, really? Let's just lose that. What about ideally positioned for easy access or close walk to the town centre, i.e. it's really normal. On the high street. Yeah. yeah on the high yeah. street. Full price of character. To, yeah, price to sell. We haven't managed to sell it at a higher price, so we're now dropping the price. It's another way to that. price reduction. We're repositioning your property in the marketplace. Low maintenance garden. 
Slammed. Concrete jungle, yeah. yeah. <laughs> and what about um, the one you like? Is it appeals to a discerning purchaser? Yeah, unbelievable, absolutely unbelievable. Unbelievable. It's rubbish, isn't it? Absolutely rubbish. So I wanted to talk about a book that has really kind of gone, oh my God, this is amazing. I love it. I love it. I love it. So as a business owner, and it happens a lot, I know, in this industry that you, you're a great valuer and you go out and then they, you get promoted to manager and you haven't got a blinking Scooby-Doo how to run your business. And you suddenly go, oh my God, what figure should I be looking at? What should I be doing? And, and actually, I read this and I thought, oh my God, this, this sounds like a great book to recommend to someone that I know really well. So I'm going to basically say, this is the summary. Okay, Martin, right. Business owners are well known for winging it, procrastinating, skipping actions, and not implementing plans. This author takes you on a journey through business activities and actions you need to have in place, <coughs> regardless of the stage you're at in your business, so you can get the results you want. Now, I listened to that. I thought, well, that reminds me of someone that I know. Uh, I wonder where you were going with this. I wonder where you were going with this. <laughs> so basically, the book is called Running Your Business Doesn't Come With a Manual, but it does now. And it's by an author called Nikki Matieski. Um, it's just come out. Easy for you and I to got. Say. I got sent it and I've really enjoyed it. I find the business books quite challenging to read sometimes. So I have them on Audible. But this one, I just, I couldn't put it down. It was absolutely fantastic. And when I was on the train the other day, I was just taking the load of this. It is really, really, really good. And she basically talks through about the numbers that you need to look at that are critical for your business, things you should be doing on any given day. And whether you're starting out in business or you, you're working on your business rather than in it, it just gives you some really excellent pointers. I really, really like it. I would highly recommend it. So running your business doesn't come with a manual, but it does now. Okay. Could you put the photograph of the front page that on the um, yeah. feed for this? Because that's quite, if it's a good one, that's a really good yeah. one. Because actually you do, you normally, that's huge that you say you've read it. Because normally, like you say, you get the audible and then you normally yeah. buy the book as well and highlight yeah. and write notes in it like a student. Um, yeah. So if you're reading this one and you're enjoying it, then that is very, very good. Very, very really good. enjoying it, definitely. This time last week, we were together. Yeah. Um, mm. And um, we um, went out for dinner, which was very nice. A few of us went out for dinner, which was lovely. Um, and um, we drank a little bit um, of shop. Only food. a little bit. Only a little bit. And um, it reminded me of the Mexican man that um, pushed his wife off a cliff. Do you know why he did that? No. Tequila! <laughs> Sometimes. I mean, I had to make the whole <laughs> story up going? to make the joke. I mean, the whole story up about drinking. I know that we didn't really get out and drink, but um, there we go. I thought it was very good. Oh, so I've had I some like good that. jokes. Like good jokes sent me this week. People so have ordered my jokes and now send me them. You, that's two. That's two jokes. That's good. So I, my tip for you for the week, because you've said that you've got quite busy. Yeah, is very do busy. not let your service standards drop because that is what happens. Mm when you get busy you 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 drop a ball don't you something happens you're juggling loads of balls and something has to drop so you have to make sure that you keep your service standards high and i have seen in the last two weeks now more than ever that as many agents are dropping those service standards so whether yes. it is a photograph that was taken some months ago and there's frost on the ground um yes. whether they're um <coughs> whether there's things missing, so a floor plan missing or not enough photographs or I've just started to see this creep in, not with every agent, um, but I just think it's really important that you mustn't let your service drop. And that is picking up your phone 
to your client that is messaging your WhatsApp group of vendors, sellers, sorry, sellers, sorry. Um, It's keeping in touch because now more than ever, if sellers haven't sold quickly and you as the agent aren't telling them, look, it's going to take a little bit longer. There are letters dropping on that doorstep of that house saying we will sell your home. And if you're not keeping your standards high, keeping your communication up, you will lose your listings. Now, I know that because I've picked up, I think, about four, possibly five in the last week of listings where the seller is wanting to change agents because not uh, come to me, obviously, um, because they haven't had the service that they were promised. So I think that's a really important thing, Martin, that when you get busy, just make sure you don't lose those service standards. And it's really how you go about making sure that, and I know you're coughing away now in the background, and whether that's upping upping your to-do list to a checklist, whether that's having your whiteboard there saying, don't forget, I need to talk to these people, you know, whether it's just a simple text to go, I'm not checking in because you don't like that word. I'm touching base with you to let you know that it's taking a little bit longer. It's having valid reasons, but don't let service standards slips because they is coming in. People are, I am seeing it with agents. Yeah, no, one of the, there was an agent of a competitor of mine, put a property on Mike Move yesterday. They're not a bad agent, they're a good agent. Um, but the lead proto was the downstairs loop. And there's no other yeah. reason that 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 whoever put that property on the market was rushing. You know what I mean? Yeah. They've just not reordered their photographs and they've launched it straight out. And so it's launched on right move and all those right move alerts with the downstairs loop. And it's a nice house, not a mega house, but it's a nice house, but it's a downstairs loop, um, which made me chuckle. But um, it's it, it, the, they're good people in there. And this is what's happened because they've just got too busy. I just had a fresh coffee delivered on the side. I'm like, yes, this is fantastic. I've got my house property mug. Excellent. Right, sorry, I'm, just, I'm very excited because I've got a con- continual array of coffee, not with olive oil in it, a nice cappuccino, lovely. So I think that probably wraps up everything we need to talk about this week. We've talked about keeping your service standards high. I know we come back to that time and time again, but really agents, we really, really, really need to raise that bar and raise it again. You need to check, check, check and check again if you're putting a listing out. It's just not as simple as just taking some photos and popping it on right move anymore. Um, we've talked about Lisa Novak and going the extra mile and actually being available, but making sure that that line isn't crossed, that you do have some downtime. And we've talked about proceedable positions. We've talked about chains and We've talked about blank canvases and in need of modernization. Get rid of all of that. Strike that from your minds. Start again. Have a glossary of things you might be able to use to give you that inspiration. Um, I've actually got one. I think I've shared it with you, which came from another top industry player who I can't mention, but she is awesome. Um, And I refer back to that little document. It's got little summaries. It really, really helps. And if you need more inspiration, I suggest that you have a glass of wine and write your brochures at the same time. (laughs) (laughs) We will see you bright and breezy next week. I hope you've enjoyed it. We've had fun. Make sure you don't break those habits and you keep on going. Take care, everyone. We will be back next week.